Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the Randomly Generated History Club. My name's Will and I'm here with my friends Anna and Ant. Hi! Hello! So as three non-historians, we're all very interested in the concept of history, but none of us has really dedicated our lives in any way to learning much about it. So we thought we'd start a history club as a way to teach each other stuff. But we really couldn't agree on where to start, so we've chosen to put it all into fate's hands. That's right. So every week we'll use a random number generator to pick a year between 1000 BCE and 2000 CE. And then we'll each learn a thing about that year and share what we've learned with each other and with you. And I cannot stress this enough. uh, None of us here are actual historians. So while we hope you'll learn something from this, it's entirely possible and indeed perhaps highly likely that the exact opposite will be true. So don't quote us. Well said. Our year for this episode is 1629. Is everyone ready to go? Let's go. I'm ready. Okay, 1629, here we come. And Will, I think you're going first this time. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, So I have spent quite a lot of time looking into... The year 1629, <laughs> as was the requirement. A lot going on. As was the requirement. A lot going on. I'm yeah, excited for a, this. A huge, a huge amount going on. I've, I've alighted upon the topic of steam and <laughs> we, as in, as in the, term alighted as well as in the, thank you as in the uh the gas, gaseous manifestation of the water dense of water yeah types. yeah specifically uh the steam turbine so there was a guy called giovanni branca and he was an italian engineer and in 1629 after 
looking into this sort of thing for quite a while, I imagine, and, and working with uh, notable uh, engineers of the day, especially other people looking at hydrodynamics, like how water works and how to make use of water uh, for uh, industry and um, harness its power. Um, he, so in 1629, he published this Manual of Architecture, it was called, which uh, had the, one of the earliest primitive designs for a steam turbine so not quite like a steam engine which has the ability to deal with very large amounts of pressure yeah. and pistons and things that came much later mm. so this was an early Just design like a kettle like 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 a kettle if you if you sort of attach something to it and then made it useful more useful than just planning on pouring the water out of the okay, kettle yeah, after yeah, you yeah. boil oh, the thing. Harnessing the steam from the kettle right. to power your kite or something. <laughs> right. Like, Well, I mean, I, th- I think specifically that then boils the water. Uh, it is, is that takes care of the boiling of the water bit. Mm. But then the turbine is is the is everything else. <laughs> so, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, yes. You know? Okay, yes, I guess that heating water is not the most technologically advanced thing that happened. People had done that already. Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah that I think before concept. 1629 they had done that. But yeah, so as soon as, sort of, as soon as fire was a thing that people yeah. became aware of. In 1622, I believe, <laughs> was fire. And then someone put a flap on it yeah. and then noticed that they could do stuff with the rotations of this flap. Exactly. And called it a tor- turbine. Yeah, I think that may have been how it worked. I yeah. mean, even earlier perhaps than that and people had tried to just burn stuff and heat mm. stuff and uh, water probably was right up there with mm. things they, they they tried so the um but so so, so clearly um steam power and water are have been important yep and uh, trains <laughs> trains is have been things. important and um, it's one of the things that, that they have they have notably powered steam cleaners steam cleaners can't really do that without they're just regular cleaners they're just it's just a cleaner um, especially just, just, just a, a stick. square you're, you're rolling you're over your over carpet your, yeah. Yeah, scraping down your clothes yeah <laughs> yeah so um so, so steam critically important in steam cleaners we would all accept that but i think um and 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 indeed other in, in other in other appliances as well and so um this was a really important step on the journey from uh, steam being a thing which humanity was really not able to what was the first thing that it did like like so he just came up with this thing that span with steam passing over it but like did it then power something was there like a mill was there a drill was there other things Thrill. that rhyme <laughs> yeah did he use it to kill <laughs> um did he crush a pill was it on a hill <laughs> so did he like some dill <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't I, i'm not actually sure what what the first okay, case so it was but the, the, it then was it was built upon by lots of other um inventors thereafter mm-hmm. and then critically as many of these things do with inventions is that they are often you know the ad apparently novel inventions are really just the admixture of other existing technologies and things and like so later on to make the steam engine possible um the steam turbine was added to this idea of, of a vacuum and the idea of being able to bring it like bring a vacuum about and the idea to be able to create materials to um that can contain a vacuum and then the the piston and the cylinder and then that all together became something that could then properly drive industrial engines yeah. and then and then things like trains and um that would never have happened without this dude uh giovanni branca and his early steam turbine that's in 1629 cool. yeah it's extremely cool and interesting. makes possible the steam cleaner today. <laughs> <laughs> the most notable invention of our time i'm still thinking about words that rhyme with i just didn't listen to anything yeah, and i'm still thinking of at Ill. some point you talked about a vacuum but i thought we were talking about steam cleaners yeah yeah <laughs> I, I mean for the parts that i did listen to it was great it was great <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. you Cr- lost me at the rhyming parts yeah. though krill krill oh damn it yeah krill, that's a good was one. right there awesome well um you can steam a krill
<laughs> you're absolutely good steam a krill. Yeah, that's that's a, a, an old adage, I think. Yeah. You can steam a krill to water, but you can't yeah. feed it to a whale. Two krill in a bush is worth one in a steamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? That was Franca's family <laughs> motto, I think. Right. It was a crest with yes. steamed krill. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, in Latin. That's enlightening. Uh, Thank you. Anna. And in mistening. In mistening. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything that you've learned? I, I sure do. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I went for something a little more tangible than steam. Um, famous- <laughs> so anything. <laughs> so anything. Yeah, famously hard to get a hold of. Um, and I've ridden Giovanni Branca's wind turbine, steam turbine, over to the land of Iran, which at this time was the Safavid dynasty, which ruled what is now Iran from 1501 to 1736. Now, I've I've never heard of Safavid. Yes. Uh, Well, they've probably never heard of you. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Mostly because none of them exist anymore. Yeah, none of them exist now, so who's laughing, eh? Yeah, yeah. Possibly no one. Um, Yeah, the Safavids, they were uh, a very, very important epoch in... in Wait, hang on a second. So, so, So... They existed from when to when? 1501 to 1736, with two brief... um, 235 years of good run. Tell me you have a reason why you've chosen them other than they existed for a very long historical period that spanned the year in question. Yes, they (laughs) did that, and and I do have... Okay, you just chose the 80 Years' War, which just happened to fall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was year 72 of the 80 Years' War. No, in uh, 1629, which is the year in question today, there was a change of ruler in the Safavid dynasty. And I just want to talk a little bit about the guy who died and who succeeded him because um, there is a lot of interesting and quite um, violent stuff that happened in oh, this tremendous. transition. Good, because yeah. I, abs- I resolutely refuse to learn about a year that isn't 1629. Yes, I would never. I, Not I mean, this week. <laughs> if you'll indulge me for just a moment or two, I do feel like I need to give a little bit of background since yep. Ant has never heard of the Safavids. Don't know a thing about them. Yeah, and you know everything about them so just be, be patient with us <laughs> yeah. for me well, no, problem. no problem i know you wrote your thesis on this yeah um so uh, at their height they controlled a huge amount of territory including obviously what is now iran but also lots of the caucasus and many of the modern stands uh, they established some kind of modern forms of the state they innovated with architecture they patronized the arts as many rulers in that kind of time period were doing uh, and one of the greatest rulers of the empire was this guy named abbas the first he consolidated a lot of territory. He established relationships with European powers so that they could jointly fight the Ottoman Empire, which was the sworn enemy of the Safavid dynasty and also not super well loved. I don't know that anyone the really got on with the Ottomans. They yeah. seem to be just everyone's sworn enemy. Yeah, well, they're kind of, you know, just in the middle of all of it. Okay, fair, so yeah, everybody the... just kind of looks at them and. Envies, I think it's like lots of. the Bosphorus, maybe. I, th- I, I think, I think people furniture. have a lot of bad yeah. things to say about empires that are assertive. And and <laughs> yeah. I think the British the British <laughs> yeah. Empire was also yep. famously assertive. Pretty, and, yep, that's one word. Yeah, right. Yeah. I also think empires named after furniture get a bad rap. Yep. <laughs> now, what is an Ottoman furniture, by the way? I know it is a piece of furniture. Yes. Table type thing. Uh, it's a table. It's a tiny table for your feet. Okay. Oh, like okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm very pro that, and I would willingly invade a com- country to take all those things. Yeah. What exactly. would be what would be like a a Britain? 
about um, Britain. I uh, think like you should a, be standing against like a, yeah, in a phone no, box. Or like a very, a very <laughs> elaborate armoire that where the drawers are actually really hard to pull out. Yeah. You mm, know? Yeah. Like sort of pretentious and impractical. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Okay. Something to hold your like scones on. Yeah. And, and, it, and it doesn't it. let me rest my feet at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a fancy Britain you yeah. have. Oh, yeah. It's very God. puritanical furniture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay. Totally useless. Um, so by the uh, 1620s, Abbas. Uh, was in poor health. And so he started turning his mind to his successor. Um, he, the good news is that he had three sons who survived to adulthood. The Very bad good. news is some of them didn't survive much farther than that. And I would like <laughs> to guess, I would like you to guess how many of those three sons he murdered. What was it? Was it all three? Was it more than zero? Because then it was, I would say that's bad parenting. I was at least two. <laughs> at least two. <laughs> it's unclear about the third. With a very big asterisk. That is a lot when you've only got three. The yeah, third may be natural causes. Sixty-six so percent by some calculations. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so he had his eldest one murdered for just your very typical father-son yep. murdering Classic. reasons. We can all allow that. Yeah. He he. Abbas thought. The son was conspiring with another group uh, to seize power. The Ottomans. Yeah. Conspire. Not the Ottomans. Oh. No, the Circassians. Or Circassians. Circassians. Again, another empire I have not heard yes. about. Maybe we'll find out about them in a future Maybe in, podcast. Maybe if, if we get to 1628, I can Ooh, tell you. When they were founded <laughs> and then immediately started conspiring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were very action-oriented <laughs> Yeah, people. they were like, we're new, we got to make a name for ourselves, yeah. we got to go conspire with the sun let's go kill the oh no then the sun gets murdered sorry circassians uh so then we move to the second son who is uh presumably grieving the death of his elder brother but more importantly is openly celebrating the fact that his father is on his deathbed so we're thinking like parades in the street kind mm, of vibes right um abbas sees this happening so makes a miraculous recovery Ooh. And then um, instead of just Im immediately murdering his second son, he tries to blind him. Ooh. Tries being the operative word. <laughs> was it from a distance with a dart? <laughs> like, yeah, it was a very sort of primitive laser beam yeah, that yeah, he yeah, shone yeah, yeah. in his eyes. A steam-powered laser beam, I a think. Wow. Laser. Yeah. Remarkable. Well, yeah, I suppose it could be. That's it, could, yeah, it, could yeah, be. it could be a steam turbine. I think turbine. Giovanni Branca probably made it to the Safavid Empire with some regularity. Gosh. Yeah. Branca. Branca must have been... It really makes you think, doesn't it, about how his Branca's sure wonderful invention could be abused by really the nefarious. Is. Yeah. You know, he creates something for one thing and next thing you know, it's... Uh... Yeah, you, all he next wanted to do know, was you're... to make clothes cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> and instead he ends up partially blinding some guy's son thousands of miles away. Gosh. History, in it. Right. Uh, so... The whole topic of this thing, yes. <laughs> it, it, in it indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, Abasta is mad at his son for celebrating that he's on his deathbed. He tries to blind him, but he only partially blinds him, which is quite um, suboptimal, I would say. Uh, then suboptical. So... <laughs> that's very good. Not for the sun, but for you, that's that's. And we should clarify: um, <laughs> blinding people actively is terrible. Yes. Oh yeah, but this yeah, was yeah, a yeah. very long time yeah. ago. Yes. Which we right for satire. Yes. Yeah, it's we, now funny. I think the statute of limitations for making fun of yeah. someone's death is. Right around 400 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can't do 393 years. I may revise that Ooh, actually, down probably, in later yeah, yeah. episodes. Okay, yeah, we reserve the right to change yeah. that to whatever suits. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes, most. Um, so then the second son, the partially blind son, is spirited out of the country by a group of people trying to then 
overthrow Abbas. He gets wind of this. He kills the son. That's two down, unfortunately. Wow, right. Not not a good dad. Not a great dad. Maybe not good sons either for like celebrating. Yeah. But then again, if your father's a kind of person to kill his sons, that makes sense to yeah. celebrate as well. So you know what? There's a you lot know what? of The, the kind of person who would kill one of their sons and then blind and kill another one. I bet he was also quite passive aggressive around the dinner table. Oh, I and, bet he was know, just not, like, mm, he was not little, polite to little, wait staff. Right, little cutting comments here yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So never remembered birthdays. This, that probably was just, you know, there was probably more to it. Yeah. <laughs> really I bet it was the kind of thing where like, he'd ask some sort of brain teaser and then right. like, not let you leave the table until oh. you'd figured it out. And, and then get really cranky if you murdered your, yeah. your brother. That, some yeah. of that sounds very personal to you. <laughs> I love my dad. Um, so uh, we've got the third son and uh, we think maybe this guy's going to be the winner. Abbas seems to like him. He's grooming him for the throne. And then um, I did, you know, hours and hours of research and it's all uh-huh. summed up quite succinctly on Wikipedia. But then, quote, for some reason, he had him partially blinded. <laughs> <laughs> so yet again. <laughs> and imprisoned in Alamut. So it literally says for some it reason. It literally says for some reason. And it Amazing. doesn't even have a citation needed. It's just like, we all agree there was a reason. Well, so the, well, the Wikipedia, the Wikipedians in chief all accept that this is yeah. just, oh, oh, it's okay to assert this. Yeah. No further facts or sources but needed. Like, what, I mean... Maybe it was an accident. He's accidentally done it twice in a row. Like he's got this party yeah. trick. He's blowing like steam. iron filings or steam. <laughs> steam Doesn't lasers. that use a steam cleaner? Yeah, don't look in the <laughs> turbine. This <laughs> <laughs> is the problem with being an early adopter. Of the, yeah. <laughs> the, the health and safety was yeah. really bad. Um, yeah, so he partially blinds the guy. I don't oh, know dear. if he thinks partial blindness is a more humane way to um, yeah. mutilate your children, but I. <laughs> well, it is than, it's more humane than full blindness. That's true. <sighs> yeah, Although, surely. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Yes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Objectively, yeah. <laughs> Objectively, yes. We're not. You're not pro bl- fully blinding people. You're going to no, argue in favor of I'm fully actually- blinding. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'll go right out and say it. I'm anti all blinding yeah, of people yeah. in any yeah, that's, partiality. You're so brave. That I, is I the so position of this I, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Abbas, not super great at blinding people, not super great at being a dad. Ironically, was pretty good at ruling the empire. But anyway, what are you going to do? So what ends up happening is he chooses his grandson, who's the son of the first son, the murdered, the first murdered guy. Right. Um, as his heir. And this is in... The he dies in 1629, and this this new heir takes over in 1629. So this is his grandson, whose name is Sam Mirza. Sam. Sam. Nice. King Sam. King Sam, who does take the ruling name of Safi, so Shah mm-hmm. Safi. Okay. okay. 
Um, and he is described as a cruel and introverted character who was said to loathe his grandfather. Wonder why? Because Abbas murdered his father. And uncles. And, and uncles. Yeah. That's actually a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not a super big fan of his dad, but also... Or, sorry, of his grandpa, but... I mean, everyone in your story is horrible. Yeah, yeah. they're not great. No, there's not I mean, a is lot there, of winners. There was the first son did anything wrong. Is um, that right? No, the first son was plotting with the Kardashians. First son was plotting. To... Second son was laughing over his impending father's yes. death. The third son did nothing wrong. We don't wrong. know. Well, he did something. No, we don't know. Yeah, there's there's some, some reason. reason. And we shouldn't assume he did nothing. No. 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 And yeah. King Sam... And King Sam, Shah Safi, um, was anointed um, despite loathing Abbas because, again, he murdered his father. Um, uh, So he takes the throne at age 18 in 1629. And as you can possibly guess from a childhood so steeped in violence, he is absolutely brutal. animal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he kind of is, actually. He... um, He's a party animal in that he likes to get drunk and take opium, and then also a party animal in that he ruthlessly murders anyone he suspects of being a threat to his power. Oh, wow. We've all been to those kinds of parties. That's a wild party. That's a really... They are intense. Yeah. 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 So that's that's kind of his vibe. Um, He doesn't really care about the government. He has no interest in patronizing the arts the way his grandfather and earlier Shahs did. He uh, mostly spends his time drinking and smoking uh, opium, but he hates cigarette smoking. Hates it. In fact, and was said to have killed people who got caught smoking in public. That's too much. No, well, just wait. He kills them, not with, you know, standard means. What, blinding? (laughs) He partially blinds them. No, he pours molten lead into their mouths. Oh, that's far too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think now we go for the uh, slightly uncomfortably ugly pictures on the front of these cigarette packets yes. to, just, to, to deter people from buying them, which I'm all in favour of the de- of deterring people buying them. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But, Are there pictures of people with lead? Just <laughs> molten lead. About to pour yeah, it over them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. If you buy this packet, you will have boiling lead poured over you. <laughs> well, it, would, would be more of a deterrent. That yeah. If you strange. buy this packet, history suggests there is a greater than zero chance someone will pour molten lead into your mouth. Yeah. I bet they looked really cool, though. You know, when they were smoking, because they were like ultimate <laughs> rebels. It's one thing to smoke and be a rebel, but to know that the penalty of it is like that high. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's probably why he killed them, because he collars, was jealous. Leather jackets. <laughs> Popped collars and leather yeah, jackets. Yeah, 100%. I can see this whole culture happening. What's yeah. <laughs> underground gang culture? Yeah, they're like biker. Well, the, not bikers. The sharks and the jets. They could be tricyclists, but they, you know. In Safavid, <laughs> Iran. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I only heard of them today. That's true. I'm filling out a lot of fan fiction about them in my head. <laughs> yeah, now. you are. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the internet, so I'm sure there is fan a fiction about them. Steam turbine in every home. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Gosh. just as, as the sort of concluding line there, um, because Shah Safi doesn't really give a shit about ruling, uh, the Ottomans end up making pretty big incursions into the territory, uh, the relationships with Europe languish. The empire starts a slow descent. Uh, and uh, Safi dies after 13 years on the throne, having drunk himself to death. There you go. So... It's a lesson to all royal families out there. Don't don't murder an entire generation <laughs> yeah. of your offspring <laughs> yeah. and be incredibly cruel. Well, it- can I take that advice and then just moderate it a little bit? Yeah. I think it's applicable not just to, mm. you know, modern rulers. Mm. Oh, I wow. think you could say that to anybody. 
You know, and I suppose you suppose that's, <laughs> you should write a parenting book. Yeah, that is that is probably true. Now you mention it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. murder. You hear it, heard it here first. Yeah. Too often, I'm only on the lookout for lessons for for royals. Yeah, and should be yes. should be thinking more broadly. Of lessons for royals. Yes. This does neatly segue into what I studied. And now uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when I say studied, I mean uh, glanced at Wikipedia, scrolled down, and took literally the last thing that happened in that year okay um, helpful uh just above it though there is a very tantalizing entry which is saying actresses are banned in japan but no link or right. anything subsequent Ooh. in that so there's a mystery to be solved there but we're not going to go into that today because this one <laughs> is what i did have a link and i needed to study and this is uh william alexander first earl of sterling hmm. he uh and it, it it actually says he briefly briefly establishes a scottish colony in Port Royal in Nova Scotia. And what refreshing honesty to get us started into your, uh, <laughs> into your section. <laughs> I you. have a, I'm going to ask a series of deeply penetrating questions. Yeah. Oh, don't I will follow up on those questions with I am questions. armed with the power of lying. <laughs> Let's see if we can go three or four levels deep on yeah. every aspect of this. So, William Alexander, first Earl of Sterling, you're asking yourself, who is he? Who might he be? Wow. Luckily for you, I've done the research. I've got the Wikipedia right here. He uh, was born in, in Clackmannanshire. In Scotland. Okay. Right. And he was an earl and he was also a poet. And so I actually have looked up his poems and they are very long. Um, they're all sonnet type things. Can uh, you break us off just a little piece of one of them? I can. And in fact, I will, huh. I'm will. i going to give you a choice. Okay. Ooh. So you get to choose a number between one and 12. Okay. And, and, and just choose Who gets to choose? Uh, Anna. Seven. Seven. Okay. I'm going to read you Doomsday, the seventh hour. <laughs> You can imagine the titles of all the other sonnets in this in this series. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, it's kind of written in the style of sonnets. There's a whole loading going. Oh man, it's a very long. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm going to read you one sentence of one verse. Very quickly before you do, yeah. I am going to need that in a Scottish accent. Oh, I don't know that I can do anything else except for my weird blend that I have. Okay, fair enough. Um, with daughters. Two loves, Lida weeps in vain, one by base sport transported for a space, who killed her husband by her son was slain, next that great beauty was the Greeks would grace. Grace, space, vain, slain. It's all there. It's yeah. all there. Wow. That's just like, and the fact is, this is just Doomsday Volume 7, and it goes on and on and on. And he was prolific. He was prolific. He's also got um, just sonnets by their numbers. He's got the Madrigals 1 through 13. He was, he was, so he was he, a doomsday-obsessed Scottish poet earl explorer. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. was he forced to leave Scotland because his poems were so shit? I think... <laughs> <laughs> and he was going to the wilds of Canada. And, yeah. um, no, he was a courtier. He was like just a, a gentleman. He, he literally works included Aurora, Monarch Tragedies, and obvi obviously Doomsday. Right, uh, so just to clarify, versions can, I, can I clarify? So he was the first earl. He was a, the very first earl. Do we know why? Uh, yes, yes. So, like, because of his work in the sort of poetic scene. So he and, got the earldom for that, not uh, that stuff. For well, that, Jesus, they'll well, give him to anybody. We're now descending deeper than I've researched, <laughs> but I'm willing to research. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is biography, early life section of Wikipedia, which I skimmed right over. Okay, <laughs> skimmed right over. Yeah. But what I can tell you is that he was gifted by the king um, in 1629. He was gifted. So 1621. He got gifted it, but then didn't get his shit together. Too busy, too many volumes to do. Yeah. Uh, by King James the First of England, he granted Sir. Now at this stage, William Alexander, he uh, uh, all of Nova, Nova Scotia, just all of it, was his. Oh, nice. Um, well, that seems 
It's a nice yeah. gift, isn't it? I mean, it's amazing. quite generous. So hard, to, say, hard to return. Mm. Hard to return. Yeah, it doesn't and come I'm, with a gift receipt. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to I'm going to venture that he he might have done something to deserve that, but we don't know what that is, and we uh, can come we, back to that. No, I, don't, I think it's, I, I'm Doomsday just going to I'm going to put this in the bracket 12. of of good poetry. Got yeah. it. Um, so <laughs> now, not to not to like spin this too much, but there was already a colony there, so um, it was then transferred from the British crown to the Scottish earldoms ah, so okay. but before that I, and i was looking up this and i was very worried anytime you talk about colonies etc there's a, normally quite a grim past to it yeah and who I looked did this they up. kick out to yeah, get yeah so, so this is the, well the french so, well, oh yeah, yeah so, that's I mean, fine like, yeah you know who cares about <laughs> that's them that's probably why yeah, he yeah, was yeah. an earl but um it, it's great because actually uh when the french went there in uh years before then they actually it says in wikipedia um which is not the only place of researchers, obviously. Obviously, uh, but they worked in in tandem with the indigenous populace to make this place a, a sort of a good place to be. Um, there was but a lot. Who's, of... who's writing that history, though? Is that like the oh. European version? Oh, we totally Ooh. worked in tandem with the. Well, I can actually look at the history records on the Wikipedia page and tell you what it is, <laughs> and I'm willing to now edit it to say that he got his uh, earldom <laughs> for his poetry. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. But uh, yeah, so so he he went over and established you know one of the. F- one of the few Scottish colonies that was established, and uh, this is, un- you know, the unfortunate part of Scottish history is they weren't very good at colonization. They lost a lot of money sending out ships full of gold. They got. But sunk. hang on, this is like, I mean, what actually is is concretely involved in this process? So they've got they've gone to a place, yeah, and then they've set up a camp in this place. Well, no, I mean Port Royal was a full functioning town. There what, was so the French were there already with the town. No, 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 the English were there already. So the French, the English had ah, beat the French okay. there already. Okay, okay, but there were still skirmishes. There were still activities going on. Um. So, like, in, in, in 1643, there's a Battle of Port Royal where uh, Latour was there um, from Boston. Okay. I mean, that is outside the purview of this episode. I know yeah. it is, but I'm just giving you a I'm little bit I'm going to have to try and forget that, yeah. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a uh, French colony, um, but then King William's War sort of took it back into the English hands. Okay. And then the English king gave it a gift to the Scottish and became one of Scotland. Okay, so it had be, it's like a place people had settled previously and yeah. it's pre-existing. Yeah, yeah. So okay. there was, okay. there was like, like, if you look at the sort of history of it, it's just siege after siege after siege after siege as people just swapped it over or right. potentially didn't like want to be there anymore and so like just gave up so this gift which we yeah. thought was so generous is really kind of the equivalent of giving somebody like a really old apartment <laughs> that has squatters in it and yeah. also maybe is haunted and, <laughs> and also i think and like um doing a little bit of digging i was trying to find out like what was the kind of benefit of this colony was there like you know rich you know arable land or was there like you know anything something. of value yeah. something yeah and it was just for for trade like it was just like a stopping point for trade which yeah. was which is like less useful than like better warmer climbs and okay stuff. so it was kind of like on a on a useful waterway or something yeah, not, not super useful it's kind of a bit out of the way from the main trade routes yeah so like there was not a lot of stuff going through there well you know what will undermine a new settlement oh yeah is like poetry so, uh, having <laughs> Bad poetry <laughs> and also having absolutely nothing going for it is, is, is a thing. Is a thing that will undermine a new settlement. And, and that's and that's the kind of thing. I mean, like that's and, and the, the Scottish colony there lasted for three years. That's it. So they, he he came yeah. over there three years and 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 then they basically gave and, up. And probably three years in those days is like it probably takes you a year to realize it's not going to work and say and send for the ships to get you home. Yeah. No. And then it takes a them two more years for the so, yeah, yeah. And then you feel if you to pack up and leave. Yeah. No, and there was like there's blockades, there was frigates going in and out of the place. The French pesky as ever. Yeah. Um. And and, and yeah, I mean, then the Scotland Scotland had to sort of pack it up and give up on their hopes of the great tundra of Canada. And 
Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. William Alexander, first and Earl of Sterling. Sticks the poetry. Last but- <laughs> Earl of Sterling. <laughs> yeah, but to this day, the Canadian Coast Guard still has a ship named after him ah. called the CCGS Sir William Alexander, which is a very small ship. <laughs> a boat. Is it a boat? Uh, or- you know, it's a, I mean, it floats on water. Got it. Sure. Both of those would float. No, I thought boats were under the water, like submarines are a boat. They're a boat, but also like a small, a very small ship is a boat. I would call Isn't this- Isn't it that a ship can carry a boat, but a boat cannot carry a ship? I think that must be true. What, boats can carry ships, but ships can't- No, the other way around. Yeah. Okay, well, um, uh, yeah, so it's a t- <laughs> tiny, tiny ship, fl- tiny floating platform. Uh, that's that's uh, used for uh, subsequent colonization efforts. It sounds like it's a it's, it's a size that it, that befits the quality of his poetry <laughs> and, and so. colonization. Hang on, I want to go back a second. It, the the boat, the Coast Guard boat, is still used for colonizing efforts. <laughs> Look, I don't know what the Coast Guard <laughs> actually do. Yeah, you've really you've really know. blown something wide open well, for the this Canadians. Is, so this is what I think it is. They're clinging to their colonial roots, to their past, and oh. they want to get Nova Scotia. They've lost their way mm. back from the French. <laughs> Are we talking present times? <laughs> I'm just assuming the French might want it back, actually. Okay. And this is the Coast Guard are there to prevent that and repel any would-be sieges or barricades <laughs> yeah. or, or frigates coming back or man-o'-wars or galleons. Men-o'-war. Or sloops. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Six more boats. Brigadines. Um, you're suggesting the primary mission of this boat is counter-slooping. <laughs> counter-slooping, yeah. <laughs> this is a counter-sloop. Anti-sloop, anti-sloop warfare. Yeah, it, you, can, you can never be too sure when you're going to get slooped. Well, uh, that, that was you remarkable. I'm very... I actually, I mean, I actually found that quite interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not... Just, not just saying that. I'm I do. Of... I do really appreciate the depth of research that you... <laughs> yeah, that you've I promise you this one thing. Every episode... I will be as as prepared as this. <laughs> that is perfect. Thank you so much. Hand on heart. Well, we've done it. 1629 in the books. I now know everything I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. You now know everything you need to know about 1629. Uh, if you have questions or comments or want to dispute the veracity of any of Not our claims, likely. <laughs> uh, be sure to email us at randomlygeneratedhistory at gmail.com or find us on Twitter. So all that's left to do is to choose our next year. Uh, so Will, can you please boot up the uh, steam-powered uh, random number generator? <laughs> I absolutely can. Uh, and as a reminder, we've set the random number generator to choose a year from 1000 BCE to 2000 CE. And our next year is 1133. 11, <laughs> what the hell? 1133. Uh, uh, potentially another year I know maybe absolutely nothing about. I feel I, like there was a crusade on. I feel that oh, this is going to be really hard to do. This is going to be like a very short Wikipedia page. I'm going to have to make up a lot of facts next week. That's going to be great. Oh, well, well, brilliant. All right. Well, see you next time. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.